What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Between the Lines Sports Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to go over a little bit of what's going on in the NFL, and then we're going to get into the first part of the bowl games, probably up to about uh, the Christmas uh, bowl game. So then we'll cover the rest in the later episode or so. Uh, so this past week in the NFL, uh, Thursday night was the Steelers and Vikings. Um, another terrible loss for the Steelers. Uh, just didn't have it really on defense. And then again, you know, didn't play pretty much the first three quarters of the game, had to fight back in the fourth and, you know, gave themselves a fighting chance. But in the NFL, it's really hard to win games or really any level to w- and only play one quarter of, you know, good football. Um, I knew that one was going to be tough, but I definitely didn't see it to go down the way that it did. Um, let's see, some other close ones. Uh, the Browns and Ravens. Browns were actually up. Uh, up pretty decent against the Ravens, and they let them back in at the end. Uh, that ended at 24-22. Um, let's see, the Bengals and 49ers, that was a close game. Uh, 49ers had a two-score lead in the second half and then let the 49ers back in it. Or, I'm sorry, 49ers had a two-score lead, let the Bengals back in it, and then they went to overtime. Uh, 49ers ended up squeezing that one out. Uh, another good game was the Bucks and the Bills. Um, Bucks had a pretty good lead, then they let the Bills back in. That went to overtime. Bucks got the touchdown. Um, let's see. Rams Cardinals was a pretty good game. Uh, Rams kind of dominated it though, but it was closer on the scoreboard than you know what a lot of people thought. Uh, is there any games that really kind of stood out to you this past weekend? No, you hit on it. I mean, the Steelers game was crazy because they didn't score until there were two minutes left in the third quarter and then had a chance to tie it at the end of the game. Uh, I mean, it was it was a crazy game, but those Thursday night ones usually are. Um, I was, like, I guess the continuing theme, the Chiefs absolutely dominating the Raiders. Obviously, the Raiders are struggling yeah. and falling apart right now, but the Chiefs, I mean, 48-9 to against the division rival. That's a pretty substantial blowout there. Um the Cowboys took control of their division, beating the Redskins or the Washington football team. So that was a uh, pretty, pretty important win for them. So that was they were able to separate a little bit. I think now that the Washington will have to win out or something crazy will have to happen for the Cowboys not to win their division. So that was big. Yeah. And then you just got a bunch of teams down there at the bottom, like we've talked about the last couple of weeks, and in the mix for the wild card race, you got teams still uh, swinging and winning some games they have to win. The Falcons beating the Panthers this week. The Seahawks beating the Texans. Broncos beating the Lions, Chargers beating the Giants. So there, are a lot of those teams in the middle tier there uh, took care of business and got the job done. And probably the most entertaining game to me, honestly, was that Sunday night game, the Packers and the Bears, because it looked like the Bears were going to maybe pull off the upset or at least make it a sweater for a while. But after halftime, Packers kind of took over. But just crazy to see how well Rodgers just continues to perform. He can't even hardly – like push off to throw the ball or, or step to throw the ball because the toe is broken on one of his feet. So it's crazy to see what he's doing. But to me, that was probably the most entertaining game, just watching that one on Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And another thing, like you were saying about the Chiefs, just absolutely killing the Raiders. I think the last game was 41-7, to if I'm not mistaken. So uh, they beat them pretty thoroughly both times this year. Um, yeah, so that was this past week. This upcoming week, Thursday night game – might be probably the best Thursday night game to this point in the year. We got the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, Chiefs are playing better than probably anybody in the AFC right now. 
you know, they had that little skid where they lost like three out of five games at the beginning of the year. But uh, I want to say they've won like six in a row, something like that. Six. Or yeah, six. I think they're on six game winning streak. Yeah, and then Chargers, uh, you know, they, they put up a fight every game whether they win or lose, and they're a very good team also. Uh, so this one could really be a shootout. And then this week we actually have uh, two NFL games on Saturday due to uh, bowl games starting and, you know, not a full Saturday full of college football. Uh, first game at 4.30 is the Raiders and Browns. Um, that could be an interesting game because the Browns have, like, close to 20 people on IR or on uh, the COVID list right now, including Baker Mayfield and some other key pieces. So, um, I mean, Case Keenum's a pretty good backup quarterback, and he's done well when he's had to play when Baker's been hurt and stuff. But, um, you know, Raiders really need – I mean, they both really need to win that game. But I think if the Raiders lose this one, they'll definitely be out of the playoff race. But um, what's crazy about the playoffs this year, they added that extra slot and they added an extra game. And right now, as it sits, there's 14 teams in the AFC who are either, if the playoffs started today, they're either in the playoffs or they're a game out. So, you know, these last four games in the season are going to be crazy, and there's going to be a lot of different scenarios. I'm sure. <clears throat> I'm sure come week 17, of you know, certain teams have to lose, and this team has to win for, you know, X team to get into the playoffs. So, it should be pretty interesting. And then the Sunday night or the Saturday night game is the Patriots and Colts. I think this could be a really good game too. Patriots have kind of shocked a lot of people. Uh, you know, they started out real bad and then, you know, Mac Jones has played phenomenal for a rookie quarterback. I mean, he's got probably the best coach ever, but, and they've got a good defense and they've got some good pieces on offense. And then you have the Colts who have, you know, been down the same road where they've had some bad games this year, but here lately they've been playing, crazy good football Jonathan Taylor is having an MVP type year um so he pretty much is having to carry them but that should be uh two good games on Saturday uh what do you think about those three games to this point the Chiefs Chargers Raiders Browns and Patriots Colts yeah I'd like the on Thursday night I'd like the Chiefs to win uh big yeah I think so honestly I just think they're playing really well I know Chris Jones went on the uh the whatever the reserve list because testing positive but even with that the Chiefs defense is playing so much better they're in a groove I wouldn't say their offense is necessarily clicking like it always has been but they're moving the ball and Mahomes is not turning the ball over he's throwing it underneath more and being willing to punt more now so like if it's a situation where he could force it or something because how well they're playing I think the Chargers are good too I just think the Chiefs they know if they win this one they take control the Chargers won at the Chiefs early in the year I just don't see them sweeping the Chiefs so I like the Chiefs to win that one but like you said the Raiders and Browns is interesting because I think the Browns were favored by seven earlier in the Mayfield went on the list. Like you said, now Las Vegas, Vegas is favored by two. So kind of a crazy jump there. I don't know. The Raiders have been playing pretty bad to this point or since they started five and two or five and one, they're like one and six since then. So, yeah, I don't know. I still think the Browns with their defense and uh, Chubb isn't on the list, is he? No, I don't think so. I mean, Kareem Hunt is out with an injury, but. But, I mean, if you got Chubb and you got their <laughs> offensive line, I mean, I still like their chances to squeak out a low-scoring game, especially the cold weather. I yeah. don't know. I, I still like the Browns in that one. I know they have one offensive lineman out. Uh, that was when the first list of players came out. But I know they've had a couple more since then. Um, interesting still, thing. I still like the Browns either yeah. way as long as they got Chubb. Yeah, I like the Browns too just because Chubb is, will be able to run the ball and they'll be able to control the pace of the game. Um 
but the Raiders you know, they've been without probably their best player all around in Darren Waller uh, for I think three weeks now. I think he's slated to come back because he was a game time decision this past week. So um, he might make a little bit of a difference this week. But no, yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I mean, especially now with the circumstances, I just I think Browns yeah. at home still they need it. I don't think Raiders can make playoffs. But I think Browns no. can. I mean, obviously the Raiders could if they win the rest of their games. I just don't see them doing that. So I yeah. think it's definitely more important for the Browns. And that Patriots-Colts game you talked about, I mean, I, I like the Colts, honestly. I think the Patriots yeah. are playing really well. They've been playing over their head. Mac Jones has done really well, but he hasn't really had one of those games. And obviously the Colts need this a lot more. Jonathan Taylor's been running really well. I think it'll be a really good – like, I think all three of these first three games will be really good. I just kind of like the the home teams to win on Saturday in both of those matchups. Yeah. And, you know, I think the Patriots are good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they play in, you know, they play the Jets and the, uh, you know, typically the Dolphins and the Bills. So, I mean, that division hasn't really been too solid. The Bills have had some couple good years. Same with the Dolphins. Jets haven't had a good year in a long time. Uh, I'm not going to say that the Patriots are, you know, phonies or anything. But I definitely don't think the top team in the AFC as they sit right now in the playoff race. I think they're probably, you know, sitting, you know, first or second wild card seed, realistically. Um, but, I mean, you know, playoffs, anybody could win at any time. That's why, you know, the 7-9 and nine Giants beat, you know, one of the best teams ever in the undefeated Patriots. So, um, you know, we'll see how it unfolds once playoffs come around. Uh, let's see. Some other good games after that on Sunday. Um, you know, there's a lot of division matchups. Like, you got the Texans and Jaguars. That's not a very good game. Cowboys should thump the Giants. Eagles and Washington should probably be a pretty decent game. Uh, the Titans and Steelers play. That might be a decent game. I don't really know it. <laughs> I mean, watching the Steelers this year, you really don't know what you're going to get because, you know, they beat the Bills, they beat the Ravens, and then they tied the Lions and, you know, lost some other bad ones. So, uh, and Titans are missing spots. <laughs> might be a good game. I like Steelers to win big. I'll just tell you right now. I mean, I do too, yeah, but. Titans are favored. I just don't get it without Henry. I know. In I Pittsburgh, cold. I don't even know. Probably yeah. snowing, overcast, rain, something. It always rains or snows there for every one of their damn games past November. Yeah, Titans and I told you. Herrick Henry, I mean, I just don't see – I mean, I I guess Titans could win, but I just think Steelers will. Yeah, and I've told you before, like, for some reason, I don't know if it's coaching or players just not being prepared or what, but we always play good against good teams typically. We've played pretty poorly. We played very bad against the, uh, the Bengals that second time around. Uh but typically, we play good against good teams and then not well against bad teams. And, you know, that could be coaching or just players not, you know, underestimating it or whatever. But uh, being that the Titans are – I, I want to say they're the three seed in the playoffs right now just because they've played some pretty crap teams since, you know, they've been hit with some injuries. So, um, I do like us to win, though, by at least a touchdown. I just think we're – I mean, something's got to change. We, I mean, we've – past three weeks we haven't played a full game we other than maybe the ravens you could say that but you know the the lions and the vikings we waited till the very end to do something so hopefully they can play four quarters of football and if they do that i think we'll win by at least a touchdown yeah i agree i i, I see that and i know the line has moved from titans two and a half to one and a half but 
I just I think by game time it'll be Steelers favored. I just I don't I like Steelers in that game, even though they're inconsist inconsistencies and ups and downs with their defense getting. I mean, those key pieces back. And I don't know. I just feel like they're gonna win that game, especially without Henry. I mean, Ten Hill is serviceable, and their receivers like with Brown is fine. And I don't know if Julio Jones is coming back, but I just don't. I don't know. I think Steelers win a close. I'm probably. Not really close, maybe a ground and pound game, like twenty to thirteen, something like that. I just I just don't see the Titans winning. I could be wrong, but I just like the Steelers in that one. Yeah. I mean I'm with you. I'm with you. Um This one is probably one of the more interesting games of the week, the Bengals and Broncos. Uh Broncos haven't been playing too bad of football. They've had some tough opponents this week or past couple weeks. Bengals is an interesting story because I looked at I saw a stat today. They started out five and one, and then since then, they've gone two and five. Um, and you know, we talked about it last week how they got beat pretty bad, and we thought you thought they were going to bounce back against the 49ers. And for some reason, I didn't think they were going to. But uh, Broncos are favored in this one. I think actually the Bengals are going to win. Um, I think it's at Broncos, but I don't know. I, I think the Bron- the Bengals defense is better and they've got so many weapons on that offense now with the emergence of Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon has had a great year and you know Burrow's been playing pretty good. So it could be a really close game, but I think I like the Bengals to win that one. Yeah, I mean I agree with you. I think the Bengals, I don't know. I just I like Burrow and I don't know. I like watching the Bengals play. They've struggled, like you said, the last few few weeks, only went into their last seven, but this is a game both teams have got to have. I mean, I'm just looking across the four o'clock slate of games there, and I mean, all four of those games are looking really good. Games that are going to decide playoff races, but <clears throat> the, or at least play a part in it. But Bengals Broncos, I mean, man, that's a toss up. I don't know. Just depends. The Broncos defense is really strong, obviously, and just depends on how they can control the ball. Bengals are they going to turn the ball over like they usually do in the games that they get hammered? I don't know. It's that's a, that one's going to be a fun one to keep an eye on. I think it'll be really good. I have no idea who's going to win that. I mean. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but that should be a really fun one to keep up with. Yeah, and it'll be Burrow and Chase's first game, and you know, in in Denver. So you know, they say that extra elevation is different with you know how the ball carries and stuff like that, and I mean, obviously how you breathe too. That's why they always have oxygen machines. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, this next one, I don't know why, but I feel like this is going to be the upset of the week. I, it's Seahawks Rams. I think Seahawks are going to edge the Rams for some reason. I think Rams are coming off a big win against the Cardinals to get them uh, back even with them in the division. And Seahawks pretty much have to win out to have a fighting chance at playoffs. And for some, I don't know why, I just have a feeling that they're going to win. I kind of agree with you. I mean, I don't know. The Rams have been so Jekyll and Hyde. Like, I know they're nine and four, but they just like look amazing. Like, they did. Monday night against the Cardinals and then they'll lose to a team they shouldn't like last year when they blow that game to the Jets when the Jets were us. I don't know they just I know they got a better quarterback now they got a lot of weapons but the Seahawks I mean their backs against the wall they have to pretty much win out to have any chance at a wild card berth and I think the Rams even if they stumble a couple times the last few weeks will definitely be in the playoffs so I, I mean yeah. I kind of agree with you I think Seahawks are going to win or at least definitely cover the spread of five I think yeah. it'll be a really tight game I mean whenever these two teams link up they usually have a pretty tight game so I definitely think this is going to be a really good game. I mean, Seahawks have got to have it. Yeah, and we've talked about it before, like with the Rams and the Bills. Like the the Rams now, they've beaten the Cardinals, and I think they have one other good win. But the Bills really haven't beat anybody who's good per se. And kind Except of for the Chiefs, but they got them at the right time. Yeah, they got the the Chiefs on that skid, and other than that, that's it. Rams, they've got a couple good wins, but they're kind of one of those teams that 
you know, they could be beat by a bad team at any time. It's, I don't know. If, they kind of play like the Steelers, but they're better than the Steelers because they're more talented. Their defense is way more consistent, but I don't know. Next one is Packers at Ravens. Um, you know, whether Lamar plays or not, I like the Packers to win by two scores. I just don't see – I think the Packers are the best – playing the best football in the league right now. They got some key pieces back on defense this past week. Um, but their offense just looks incredible. Uh, no one's really able to guard uh, Devontae Adams, and I know the Ravens are without Marlon Humphrey, who's probably their best corner. Um, so, I mean, with or without Lamar, I like the Packers to win by two scores. Yeah, I like the Packers to win, too. I don't know about two scores. I think the Ravens will play them tough at home, but especially if Lamar isn't – if he's playing even and not 100%, it's going to be really tough for them to execute the way they normally do. Like you said, we've talked about Rodgers is just playing. Like, he's ageless. He just gets better the older he gets. And Devontae Adams is pretty much unguardable right now. Plus, they have their two backs with Jones and uh, A.J. Dillon. I mean, those guys are really unstoppable. They're a really good tandem. So, uh, I like the Packers to win. I just think they're rolling. I think now that they've got a clear path to that number one seed, if they win out, they'll be the number one seed because they beat the Cardinals head-to-head. So, yeah, uh, I really like them to keep to keep rolling. And, I mean, it's a tricky spread in this one, five and a half. I don't know. I, I could see it being a field goal game. I just – I don't see the Packers – I see the Packers finding a way to win this one, especially with Lamar not at 100%. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, then the last two games are Saints, Bucks, and Vikings, Bears. Um you know, I think Bucks win. And I think Vikings win. I mean, but Vikings again—they're kind of one of those teams who's played bad. I, I think that all of their games this year have been every single one of them has been decided by one score or less, like one touchdown or less. I should say. Yeah, uh, they are. Because I, I remember talking about that before the Steelers game, so I knew it would be close. Uh, that's just crazy in the NFL. With you know, any week a team can have a knockout week or a down week. So it's it's crazy they've been able to keep all these games that close. Dude, the Vikings literally make no sense. They're a team that after the season, like if I hadn't watched the season, I only knew the players on the team and stuff like that. If you told me they're a team that if you told me they were like a top two seed in the NFC, I would believe it. And if, they, if you told me they were like didn't make the playoffs and one of the worst records in the NFC, I'd believe it too. Like it's yeah. just crazy how – inconsistent yeah. they are like they're so loaded obviously Kirk Cousins has all the talent in the world to get it done they got Justin Jefferson they got Dalvin Cook they got capable tight ends I mean Adam Thielen yeah and their defense has got some names on it too guys that have been playing forever like Harrison Smith and stuff but like they just seem to like lay eggs all the time it makes no sense so yeah it's just crazy to think about the Vikings because like obviously we've seen them be in the playoffs and make some noise and like upset the Saints and give the 49ers a run for their money when they were when they made the Super Bowl. It's just crazy how inconsistent they can be from year to year. Yeah, and I remember them talking uh, during the Steelers game. I think Cousins is on a contract year. So, uh, you know, his last year in Washington, he took him to the playoffs, and that was, you know, good for him as far as getting a deal. So I think he needs to do that in order to get, you know, a good starting quarterback salary uh, going into next year. But – yeah, and I mean the Bears. I mean, I know they lost that game to the Packers, but they looked as good as they have all year. So yeah. I don't know. If the if the Bears can find a way to beat the Vikings in this one, I mean, I think Vikings playoff shots are pretty much shot. They'll be six yeah. and eight. Have to win the last three to get over five hundred. I don't know. Feels yeah. like a game the Vikings have got to win, but for some reason, I don't know. Maybe the Bears can just pull that one out. Yeah, I would say they definitely have to win because they have the Bears, then the Rams, then the Packers, and then the Bears. And I don't think they'll beat the Packers or beat the Rams. No, because they got to play Packers in Green Bay, and they already yep. beat them in Minnesota. I don't see them winning that one. Yeah. And the Rams, I mean, I'm sure that one's 
That one's probably a home game, game but, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so getting into some of the bowl games prior to Christmas. The first bowl game of the year is Middle Tennessee versus Toledo. Uh, what do you think about that one? Uh, I like Toledo. I don't know. Yeah. I just Toledo's been putting up some stats on offense. They have won their last four games, I believe. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, they won. Well, they won three of their four of their last five. They beat Akron by 35. They beat Ohio by 12. Bowling Green by 32. Western Michigan by 20. Uh, they're averaging over 435 yards a game on offense. I just, I really think they're strong. I mean, some of their losses earlier in the year were just some Big Ten teams. I mean, they played Michigan when they were rolling, and they they got blown out. But, or sorry, not Michigan. They played Notre Dame actually, and they were ahead by three. At the end of the game, Notre Dame went on a game-winning drive to win. They, they lost to Northern Illinois by two. They lost to Central Michigan by three, Eastern Michigan by three. All those teams are in bowl games. I don't know. I just – Middle Tennessee State, that their, their conference isn't very strong. They have wins over UConn, who we know is probably the worst team in Division One. They've gotten blown out by good teams. Western Kentucky beat them by four scores. Liberty beat them by four scores. Charlotte beat them by three. Virginia Tech blew them out by four scores. I just I really don't believe in MTSU. I like Toledo to win this game. I think Toledo's favored by ten. I honestly would take them to cover. I don't think MTSU is going to have any ability to stop Toledo in this game. Now I, I'll probably be wrong on all these bowl picks because more of the bowl game is who wants to be there, who decides to play, who's trying to put tape on film to uh, or some plays on film to get drafted. So, but I just I think Toledo blows them out in this game. To be honest, yeah, I like to, Toledo as well. I mean, kind of like what you said, uh, Middle Tennessee doesn't really play too many good teams, and Toledo's had some good stats. Um, the other game that day is Northern Illinois and, and Coastal Carolina. I think this could be a really good game. Uh, you know, Coastal Carolina had a historic season last year, and, um, you know, both these teams have had some tough opponents this year, but I, I think this one could probably be a shootout. Yeah, I agree. I think this one's a really intriguing game that nobody's going to give any, like, I don't know. Nobody's going to pay much attention to it just because of when it's played on a Friday before really like one of the first bowl games to get going. Both teams have put up a, some pretty good offensive statistics. Both teams have have won their fair share of games, a 10-2 and two versus 9-4 and four bowl game between pretty much mid-major schools. I mean, so I think it's a good matchup. Northern Illinois won their conference championship against Kent State, uh, beat them by 20 in that game, playing really good football right now. Coastal Carolina – was obviously ranked in the top 15 for a good portion of the year. They beat some power conference teams. They beat uh, Kansas by four touchdowns at home. Obviously, Kansas isn't the strongest. But, I don't know, I just I really like – I think I like Coastal Carolina to win this game. Uh, I think they're the stronger team. I think they maybe a tad bit better on defense. The spread's 10.5, which is really tricky. I don't know. I think Northern Illinois is a good enough team to cover that spread for sure. So, I like Coastal Carolina to win this game, but I think it'll be a really good competitive game and, and probably stay within that 10.5 number. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, let's see. Then on the 18th, we have Appalachian State, Western Kentucky, Jackson State versus South Carolina State, Fresno State versus UTEP, and BYU versus UAB. All right, well, with the App State-Western Kentucky game, I don't know. I, Western Kentucky is really strong on offense. Their quarterback's thrown for over 5,500 yards on the year, and they're putting up 43 points a game but their defense has given up 425 yards a game. So, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with they're just uh, outscoring and out-talenting their, comp- their competition in their league. I mean, they've got some pretty impressive wins. They beat Marshall by 30. They ha- had a really good showing against UTSA in their conference championship game, ended up losing by eight. 
um, on the road in that one because in their conference, the the higher seed gets to host the championship game. So that's pretty impressive. And they've had some good wins. But I just think Appalachian State's a stronger team. I mean, you look at App State, two of their losses yeah. on the year or two. Uh, Louisiana, they just lost to Louisiana by seven on the road in the Commerce Championship game. And they lost to them pretty handily during the regular season. But, I mean, when they're 10-3 and three and two of their losses are to the best team in your league, um, I don't know. I just, I just think App State and Louisiana are stronger than Western Kentucky, so I'm going to go with App State in this one. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Jackson State, I think they win pretty easily. I think, you know, they've got some really good uh, talent there, you know, by, you know, we all know how that's getting there. What do you think about that? A little off topic, what do you think about that recruit going there? Uh, it's definitely strange, the number one guy, the number one player in the country, that cornerback that flipped from yeah. Florida State today. I mean, it's strange, but, I mean, there are occasionally guys who will do that kind of thing. I mean, I think there was some speculation that maybe he was getting a seven-figure deal to do that. And, obviously, with Deion Sanders as the coach and the ability to pay people now legally above the <clears> table <throat> because of the NIL, I'm not really shocked by it. I'm maybe shocked by the number one player that had been committed somewhere for over two years had done that. But um, – I don't know. Yeah. I just don't. I don't think it's going to be a trend. I don't think a ton of people are going to start flipping. I mean, I don't think it'll be long before Deion Sanders is a Division One head coach. And when he's that way, I mean, there aren't going to be coaches in the FCS that are going to be able to pull players like that. So we'll right. see. But I mean, it was interesting for sure. Yeah. I mean, my theory behind it is he kind of he was getting money for one, and two. I think within you know the next three years, Deion Sanders is going to find a way either to a big university like you said or florida state and i think he'll take him as well as some other guys with him and i think that was kind of on the table so he's kind of you know giving him the opportunity to start right away as if it was like a juco program or etc but i mean he's a top recruit so he probably could start wherever he went anyway but you know publicity the money it all talks yeah for sure i mean it's strange but i don't know kids make crazy decisions yeah uh quick hit on uh, the UTEP Fresno State game. I think it's going to be a little closer than the eleven points they have Fresno State favored by. Uh, yeah, I, I could see it. I mean, UTEP's been really competitive this year. Uh, Fresno State's got a pretty strong defense. They're not going to just wow you on offense. I mean, they put up forty and thirty a couple times, but a lot of their games are like seventeen nothing. They lost thirty to twenty. They won thirty to twenty. They lost forty to fourteen. Um, they did beat UCLA when UCLA was playing well, and they did lose to Oregon by seven on the road in some tough games. Um, I don't know. There's not an offensive team like a lot of these really good lower-tier teams. I mean, they can put up some points, but I, I just I don't see them blowing anybody out, and UTEP's been pretty competitive. They have kind of faltered down the stretch here. They were 6-1 uh, and one and finished 7-5, and five, so not yeah. really sure. I do think it's a tricky line, but I think Fresno State wins maybe by like 7 or 10. Okay. Uh, so for the rest of you, there's a lot more before Christmas than I thought. So we'll just hit on a couple of the bigger ones uh, going forward. Uh, UAB and BYU. I think BYU wins by more than seven. What do you think? I agree. I like BYU. I mean, they're really physical on offense and defensive line. They can run the ball really well, but their quarterback's really mobile and he can spread it out. I think their defense is really good. I think UAB is a solid team. I just I think it's a bad matchup for them, and I like BYU to kind of blow them out here. Yeah. Uh, the Louisiana and Marshall game, Louisiana by six. Uh, I could see that, but I think it's going to be pretty close. I think they'll cover it, but it won't be by too much. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you got the factor of Billy Napier is gone, and he's not coaching the bowl game. He's moving on to true. Florida. 
forgot about. But it. I, I, I don't know. I just, I like Louisiana's talent. They're really, really strong. Their only loss in the whole year was the first week against Texas. And had they played that game a little later, I think they would have gone thirteen and zero. Uh, I just really like them. Marshall has kind of been up and down, and the line. I don't know. I think it's probably a touchdown at uh, at worst. I like Louisiana to win and to cover that spread. Although I could see it bowl game, like we said, things happen. But I like Louisiana to win and cover that one. Okay. Um, UCF and Florida. They got Florida by seven and a half. I don't. Uh, see- I like UCF to win the game outright. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. There's now UCF has is not as strong is not as strong as they have been. They've struggled. Right. They but Florida's in disarray. I mean, they've got some guys out. I think Emory Jones might be hurt for the bowl game. They they just I don't know. They've had some guys leave. They've had six or seven guys transfer. Portal, right? Yeah, they've had six or seven guys transfer because you know one's already at Tennessee. So I don't know. I, I mean, I could see Florida winning, but heart and head telling me UCF's going to squeak out a close one here because I think they're going to be much more motivated for this game. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Georgia State or not that one? Sorry. Um. Let's end it on that Missouri Army game for a minute, and then we can just come back with a more in-depth for the bigger bowl games next week sometime. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so Missouri Army, uh, they've got Army by three and a half. I think this one's kind of tricky because you got pretty much two teams that are completely different uh, styles of play. Um, you know, I didn't watch a whole lot of Missouri this year, but, you know, Army's, you know, Army, they do the same thing year after year. Uh, dang. That's a tough one. I, I think I like Army, though. I think they'll control the, the game clock and control the pace of the game. Yeah, I like Army, too. I mean, I would consider Army my second team to Tennessee. I love watching them play. They always play at noon at home on CBS Sports, and if Tennessee isn't playing at noon, I always watch that game. So, I love watching Army. I think they've got some really strong or really good uh, running backs they got to do that has literally hadn't didn't have a negative yardage rush for like 181 straight carries because he's like six foot. Or he's like 5'10", 260 pounds. He's just like a bowling ball. They hand it to him and he falls forward, even if it's not a negative play. So, they're yeah. fun to watch. Um, Missouri's defense has played a lot better down the stretch. They won a couple, a few of their last games. Obviously, they lost to the end of Arkansas, but they beat Florida. They beat South Carolina in November to get bowl eligible. So, they're playing a little bit better. But I think Army coming off the loss to Navy, a tough game, a hard-hitting, very physical game, obviously a huge rivalry. I, I just think it means more to Army. I think Missouri kind of just wanted to get to that bowl game. And obviously, I think they'll be able to put up some points. But I think Army's really tough to prepare for. And I think it's going to mean a lot more to them, especially in this circumstance, to get this win. So, I like Army to win and I like Army to cover. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, So, yeah, that's that's what we got for this week. Uh, I know we said we'd touch up on the bowl games prior to Christmas. But uh, there's a lot more than I had remembered. So, uh, when we get back next week, we'll talk a little bit more about the upcoming games maybe get a little bit more in depth you know up to the playoff games and uh with the nfl you know i've said it probably the past couple weeks that hopefully we have a clearer picture of the playoff race but uh it seems to just be getting tighter and tighter so um there's i know there's a lot of division matchups in the next couple weeks so hopefully it gets a little bit clearer before our next episode so um that's all we got for this week but tune in next week